This is Bumping Into Walls, a show about living with vision loss, the challenges, the successes, and the day-to-day walls we all bump into. Welcome to Bumping Into Walls. I'm Jesse Tregarthen, and with me is Anthony Hodgetts. Hi, Anthony. Hey, just so everyone knows, at time of recording, we are two hot dudes because it is very hot here in Calgary at the moment. Yes, so for the people listening, uh, this is being recorded uh, at the very end of June in the middle of this historic heat wave. Uh, And I don't like to give... I don't like to give facts about specific dates because of the way the show is, but just for the interest of thing, I'm saying historic heat wave because a town in BC broke the Canadian all-time record temperature high of 45. Uh, They reached 46 degrees Celsius, and that is just absolute insanity. (laughs) Yes, that is that is very hot, and and that's what we sort of were thinking. We bring to the table. How the heck do you keep cool in the heat? So I thought that it would be a good idea to start by talking about our recording environments right now because they have slightly changed, and um, it can make a good introduction to how we're all feeling in this sweltering heat. So Anthony, why don't we start with your recording environment right now? I am sitting in my front room at the house I live in with a fan going, which none of you can hear, but it keeps me cool. I am sitting here talking to you on an iPhone using FaceTime audio, which works great. Um, And that is pretty much my recording setup. And Jesse is the tech wizard who makes it all happen, and he can explain his side. Yeah, so there was some funky music there at the beginning. Uh, and that was because I am using a device called the PodTrack P4. Uh, this is a cool device that I can hook things up to, uh, like a mic and an iPhone, and it allows me to record these things uh, in multi-track, uh, so that way we can edit them later and make good content. Now, of course, before I didn't have such equipment, and I was going into the station alone, uh, but now I have the equipment, and so it's nice to be able to have the option of uh, recording from home, as many other shows do. Mm, many so other shows across the country do, yep. The sound quality might be different. I'm not going to say bad, but different, because you're used to us coming from the awesome studios at CJSW. Uh, but hopefully it is still good. And you're probably wondering where Marianne is. Marianne is under the weather at the moment, so we wish her a speedy recovery. This heat has thrown her for a massive loop, but she will be back as soon as possible. So we've got some great suggestions, and she came up with this suggestion about the heat, so how you get through it. So thank you, very Marianne. That's great. Yeah, and uh, she is unfortunately, yes, in the very sweltering heat in her home right now. So that is unfortunate, and and hopefully she can get better. So, Anthony, I thought that we could take the time to talk about what it is that we try to do to keep cool 
uh, with a bit of an emphasis, I guess, on uh, on technology. You know, being anything from you know high tech stuff to something as low tech as a freestanding fan. Uh, you know, like what do you what do you what do you try to do uh, to keep cool? Um, at this point, I drink a lot of water. Um, I don't normally wear a shirt because I'm in the front room at the moment. I put on a shirt because, well, you just don't know who can see through the window, so whatever. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, it's a very good idea. And sometimes, um, like, I don't have a fan upstairs, but we're going to put a fan up there. Uh, where I'm living is going to put air conditioning in. I don't know how that's going to fly, but it will fly. Now, we have an air conditioner, but... There was a remote for the thing, and I had it upstairs, and it hadn't been used in over a year at least. Well, the battery on said remote must have died because I couldn't turn it on. But then I went looking for a switch on said device. Now, I'm suspecting switch was probably some graphical thing which a blind person can't see. I don't know. Um, I wasn't about to go looking around too closely. But, yes, there are different ways of using air conditioners and heaters and things. I mean, I've seen where people have talking thermostats. I have friends that have them, and they work really well. Um, I don't know. Uh, the other thing I do to keep cool is I take a good old cold sink of water, stick my hand in it as long as I can stand it, and that brings the temperature down. Cold water will do the same thing. And if you really get in a jam, you get an old bandana, put cold water on it, shove it around your head after you wring it out, of course, and that will bring your temperature down as well. And if you have a screen, which we don't because it got broke, um, opening a window is good as long as a bird doesn't fly in your house, which hasn't happened yet. So we're hoping that doesn't happen. We've got, we, our yard has been taken over by crows. So they make well, a lot of racket. Well, there you go, Anthony. Um, you should uh, record those crows and find some way to incorporate it into bumping into walls like the time okay, I got stung go. by all those bees. Yes, yes. Well, they don't always make noise because they don't have any babies anymore, so <laughs> they are uh, they are not making as much noise. Although when uh, the landlord and her daughter and her nieces go outside next couple of days, they may not like that. But you know, mm. now I always wondered because I come from the era where there wasn't a lot of uh, accessible tech. For example, for me, when I lived in my apartment, I had a thermostat, and the only way I could tell if it was too hot is if I turned it all the way up and then had to turn it kind of down and down and down because I had a little dot on the bottom which told me I had turned heat off, right? But now with all these great new technologies, uh, I think even some of the fans and air conditioners are you can connect up to your iPhone. I'm not totally sure on that. Yeah, so uh, I had an inaccessible thermostat as well, and I got around that by just giving the dial a good old crank and hoping for the best. <laughs> That's all I did. Uh -huh. Now, the only reason I put a dot on the bottom was so I'd know where off was. Yes. Although it didn't really matter because it was hot water heating, so it was always on, basically. Mm. Well, that is that is a good thing to have. Um, Not when it's 30 outside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am fortunate to be living in a house currently that actually does have a talking thermostat. Um. It was. It's apparently a specialized product for the blind that wasn't cheap that my friend who I live with purchased from the States. So that's what we have to contend with, and, and it actually works pretty well. I guess it's just a shame that it's, I guess, potentially out of reach of people who don't have the money or 
they're you know they might be living in a rented home and the landlord might not want them wiring it up yeah you know that, that sort those of thing. are all fair um so that can be really frustrating uh it's handy because we have uh heat and ac over here and the thermostat works well with both of those things uh which is good because i don't actually know what we would do if it didn't uh i just wish my friend would switch it over to celsius because i'm not very good with fahrenheit <laughs> Me either. I, I, I'm still... Well, 20 is hot, 30 is hotter. Yes. Uh, um, but you are right. Um, there are actually a lot of thermostats now that will connect up with your phone. You know, like if you have an iPhone, it'll work with uh, HomeKit, which is kind of Apple's protocol for that. And uh, you would, you know, talk to Siri to, you know, set thermostat to 23 degrees uh, and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, but a lot of them work with um, the good old-fashioned, and I don't want to say her name, uh, so I'm uh, the uh, the A-L-E-X-A, which, of course, we talked about on our show at home with Google and Echo. Feel free to check that out. Yeah. Um, where you can simply tell it to set the, the temperature, and then that's cool because, you know, think about it. If you're trying to save power, you might... Uh, turn off the AC or set the temperature really high so it doesn't kick in much if you're going out and then in the afternoon you're coming back and it's sweltering hot you can uh, tell your phone to, to kick that sucker into high gear and come home to a nice cool house so that is that is the benefit of that and that technology has come a long way but it is frustrating that it can be prohibitive sometimes in terms of cost and in terms of not necessarily having the freedom to wire in your own smart, you know, so uh, thermostat. So your your best bet is to hope that, you know, if you're renting like a new house, that they might have just decided to install a smart thermostat from the get go, uh, and then you have to hope it's one that has an accessible app. <laughs> yeah, those are all little little things that yeah. you just have to play no, not, with. And... Not trying to sound negative. Um, no, no, but, you just know, things to look out for. It is great that the technology has come as, as far as it's come. And you have to think that as more people start purchasing this, the prices will come down. Yeah, I think I, I think that, you know, of course, that can happen. You know, you think back to how much it used to cost to buy, like, a, a computer or a cell phone, you know, for what you got at the time. You know, the prices were, were crazy high. I also under understand that Dyson does a uh, fan-slash-air-purifier-slash-heater. Uh, and there was actually a podcast done by a blind gentleman called David Woodbridge about how to use that with the accessible app. And he's able to do everything, including check the quality of the air... Oh, right. Uh, you know, all, all like it, it, it tells him pretty much everything, and he has control over everything. He can set timers. Uh, it was pretty amazing, you know. So, uh, again, a, a, a pretty expensive product, but... Um, if it does the job, right? At least, you know, you can buy it, and it would work. Yeah. You're listening to Bumping in the Blocks. And, of course, there are even water bottles that are accessible. Now, I haven't actually seen one but apparently they do exist where it will tell you how much water you've drank and how how full it is. I've never actually seen one, but I've heard of them. I don't know how accessible they are, but I seem to have heard it about it on a podcast for the visually impaired somewhere, but I can't remember where. That, that would actually be cool, uh, and I would totally get one. 
I hadn't actually heard that much about it. I knew that there was uh, app-controlled mugs for your coffee and tea, but that's not really something we want to think about right now. <laughs> uh, maybe topic. lemonade. Yeah, lemonade. And the colder, lemonade, and the colder you get, a cold drink. Yeah, cold is good. <laughs> like the the water that Anthony is diligently sipping over there. Yeah, so you may hear an occasional click sound, or that's just my own water bottle, because <laughs> if I leave it open and it spills, I'm in trouble. Because it's good to drink the right amount of water, and um, even if you don't have an accessible water bottle, although I think that that's just the coolest way, um, you can get apps on your phone, uh, I assume, probably skills for your Echo or Google, although that doesn't really help you if you're out and about, uh, and I know the Apple Watch... You know, you can get apps, and I think it even might have a built-in thing where you can log your water. So even if you don't have a smart water bottle, you know, you can put in, you know, log every glass of water you have to keep track of whether you're getting the right amount of water. And, of course, the other thing that not everyone has air conditioning. So here in Calgary, at least, if you go on our transit service, whether you're using Access Calgary or not, Sometimes you have no air conditioning, and if you're driving for a long period of time, and I have done this over the years when it's hot, not this hot, but hot enough, you get home and you're done. So always carry a bottle of water with you, like a one you can fill up, and then you just don't drink too much because they don't make bathroom breaks. So you know all those things, and you should be great. I mean, what else would be really great is if, say, more places had, like, water fountains here are open, too. So they've turned all the water fountains on, and the splash parks are going to be open as of now. So if you want to take your kid and go splash in the splash park, I guess you could do that, too. Yeah. Um, I guess I just wish that it was easier to know where you might find water fountains. Yeah, I, mean, I as, wonder as how is there an person. app that does that? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, that's something I've never thought of, but I'll certainly, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe They don't make a noise. You if, can't go by them and they don't go beep, beep. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if they had, like, an app that you could track that kind of stuff, you know, that would be that would be cool or yeah, or, or something. It's hard to say. I don't know how many buildings I've wandered around, you know, uh, not been able to find the water fountain, and then when I finally find somebody to ask them, it's it's you know I somehow just missed it. It was right under my nose. Oh. Um, but yes, that is cool. And of course, you can definitely uh, take your kids out to the pool if you got kids, or or even yourself. You know, get out to a splash park or or a pool or you know somewhere where you can get in some water and cool uh, off, and cool down. And you might want to um you might want to take Uber to one of those places, uh, which is another nice way to uh, get around in the summer um, because you might think that, you know, on rainy days you might take uh, Uber or a taxi and on the nice days you would walk, but in plus 36 degree weather, uh, you're probably wanting to be in the AC. Um, so I know that that's, that's uh, a thing that I use when I'm not using the, uh, the paratransit. Uh, access that Anthony was talking about, uh, and that's a really nice accessible app for for booking your trips as well. Uh, and the other cab companies, uh, I think, have apps. I know that Checker has one. Uh, they all kind of came out with apps that did some of the similar things that Uber did after Uber did it. Yep. Um, so that's you know made life a bit easier. 
Uh, you know, I can put my credit card in and have it automatically charge the credit card instead of fighting with the machine. Uh, and actually, the I, I, I know Checker has accessible debit machines now. I don't know why every place in the world doesn't have accessible debit machines. That's happening. I heard something uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, through the Canadian National Institute for the Blind. They partnered with Moneris. And the new machine should be coming out within the next few months. And one of the features that was mentioned was if you hit a specific key, and I think it's number five, but don't quote me for a couple of seconds, the thing will start talking to you. Now, I guess you'd have to carry a pair of headphones with you because I don't think you want everybody hearing all your personal details. But I don't know a lot about it. I just heard that it is going to happen soon. Wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, now, I don't know, because the ones in the cabs, it does speak out loud, because it's not it's not giving your... Uh, it's not perfect. Um, there are a couple parts where it doesn't talk, I assume, for privacy reasons. That's what uh, I'm thinking. But it is also kind of annoying, because it's like, enter your pin, and it's like, okay, radio silence until my pin's been entered. Um, yep. You know, but it is it is a good thing, and, you know, it's pretty easy to be acquainted with the number pad, so it doesn't have to read your pin out to you. Uh, but they actually work no. uh, pretty well. The only awkward thing is, um, you know, it, it blaring out loud what tip you're giving the driver. But, I mean, that's no more awkward than having to ask, you know, tell the driver to put in the tip amount that you choose. <laughs> or, I don't know if this would work. I do this at Boston Pizza when we go out. I always carry an extra four or five or six or whatever bucks in my pocket in cash and i just give it right to the server yeah i actually heard somewhere that that is preferred i don't know i don't know if that's yeah because if it, the truth yeah. well but yeah they, but they, we won't they get it right away instead of going into because yeah. it's got to go in the kitchen and get up. sent yeah. through and yeah and everyone yeah. takes a piece out of it so but yeah those are the options i mean i haven't been to a restaurant or to see people for a good a little while right now so <laughs> Yeah, it'll be weird so, going to see people again. But uh. Uh, I'll tell you, some things have changed. Um, number one is a lot of restaurants have now put QR codes in the middle of the table that you can scan, and it pulls up the menus. So, you know, they don't want to be bringing out paper menus for you and getting your hands all over them. Apparently, Makes I sense. guess. Um, well, uh, which, in theory, could work because if they have an accessible menu, and you get directed to their website, then that's great. Um, mm -hmm. Getting the QR code scanned, well, that, that's another thing that, I guess, depending on your situation, could be easy or hard. But I know uh, I was out at dinner on a patio a couple months ago, and it was really cold. Um, and I was trying to reach to the middle of the table and trying to get a, a, a capture of the, the QR code. And then, you you know, you've got, like, these lights, and, and I think there might have been a bit of sun or something, and, you know, it creates glare, and then it doesn't work, and I just had to ask the waitress to read stuff to me at the end. Anyways, so in, in theory, it's a good idea in practice. Um, I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, and then that's the nice thing. And by the way, in case people don't know this, theaters, movie theaters, are now open here in Calgary as of, well, um, I... Yeah, they're open, or they will open as of a couple of days from now. And so if you want to beat the heat, you do that or go to a mall. I'm not a big mall fan, but hey, it keeps you cool, right? Yeah, the theaters uh, are pretty nicely air-conditioned. Um, now, uh, since this show is kind of a, a mashup of, of tech and also, like, summer stuff, um, 
you know, it's a good idea to mention that, uh, you know, if, if you know of a blind person or you are a blind person who is uh, going to the theater, um, uh, remember that a lot of the theaters have uh, little boxes you can get that uh, come with a headset and you can listen to it and get an audio description track for the movie. Uh, and bring your own headset just in case because yeah, you just well, never know, right? Actually, you don't actually, know who wore it last. So With COVID, actually, they probably do make you bring your own. Uh, so uh, yeah. go, sure, buy some, work the best. go buy some 3.5 millimeter headphone Yeah, yeah, headsets. they're great when they work. Yeah. But, you know, that can be a great thing to do. Um, you might run into trouble sometimes, like, you know, asking for it and stuff like that. But if you do your research and you know that the theater chain carries it, then you can be like, look, you guys do have it. Please figure it out. <laughs> figure out how this works. And sometimes what will happen is you'll get a box. And most people will set it up. But there are times where sometimes the thing doesn't work until the start of the actual show. So just be aware that that could happen. Yeah. Make sure it's turned on when you leave the kiosk. And it should, theoretically, once you know where the volume switch is, because who knows, sometimes that thing gets set to some weird volume settings and takes your head apart. But, you know, those are all things. And it's a really great tool. It's a computerized voice that talks to you. Gets the job done. Now, yeah. some people don't like it in our community, but I'm thinking, hey, it gets the job done. It's not perfect, but it's better than nothing. Yeah, and uh, some of the movies, I think, have human narrators, or at least some of the ones I've been to. Uh, so uh, it depends on the movie uh, and yeah I, I would rather have that than have no description at all uh, now they do also have um, uh, the other setting for this box that you can get is uh, if you uh, you know struggle with hearing you can get one that basically puts the movie in a pair of headphones for you uh, and you can turn that up as loud as you might need to uh, to amplify it. And I do also believe that they have a device that a little screen thing that goes in the cup holder uh, yep. that will give you captions or, or some, uh, you know, if yeah, you, it'll um, give you captions uh, for close captioning. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there are, there are ways to enjoy a movie if you can't necessarily like go and, and see it and hear it the way that most people um, are. And, you know, again, like a lot of these theaters, I don't know about like the website accessibility or whatever, but a lot of them you can, you know, get tickets in advance and you know you look up show times on the on the internet and and uh, if you're a, a scene member, if you go to to those theaters, um, the, the uh, uh, Scotiabank ones, I guess. Yep. Uh, then um, uh, it used to be Cineplex. <laughs> um, yeah. But I didn't even realize it had a name change. Shows what I've been doing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Scotia bank now one of the great things about the the scene app is uh you know that it can actually be pretty accessible so if you don't have a, a scene card like a physical card uh you know they can they can scan your phone to redeem your points or to uh you know to give you points uh and uh the nice thing about the app is it'll actually show you uh like you can check out all of the places that you get discounts and rewards and it's not just uh, at the movies, like, I was surprised, um, you know, uh, restaurants like Harvey's and stuff like that, that you can use your points at, you know, you can earn points there, but, but also use them, you know, I, I've, I've actually, um, I, uh, saved up a lot of points, uh, when I was younger, because I didn't go to the movies lots, but I had a Scotiabank debit card, 
and you earn points when you spend with the Scotiabank debit card that I had. And I somehow ended up with 8,000 points, and every 1,000 points uh, equates to $10 off your meal at uh, Montana's. So I had an $80 meal uh, that I didn't eat by myself. But uh, uh, we, we uh, uh, I was out with somebody, and um, it was pretty awesome uh, because it was pretty much a free meal because I was able to pay for it just in points. All right, well, Anthony, I think that it's been great to sit down in our home environments, uh, relaxed, and have yeah. a nice chat on the new pod track. Um, so I'm going to... Uh, Give Anthony a round of applause for coming here. I'm here all week. <laughs> He's so funny. See you guys next month. All right. See you guys. There we go. Hello, everybody. This is Jesse Tregarthen from Bumping Into Walls. And I'm here today with my son, Obsidian. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, I'm here with my daddy. And I'm going to do a radio show. And then we're going to have supper. And I'm having fries and chicken nuggets. So, Obsidian, what do you like to do during the summer? Uh, bonking heads and, and watching TV. Okay, well, what else do you like to do outside? Go on the water slide in water and pool and sprinkler. Water slide in the pool and the sprinkler. What did you start doing today? Where did you go for the first time today? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> summer program. Uh, so what are you excited to do at summer program? What are the things you want to do at summer program? Watch TV. What else? Play on the water slide. That sounds like it would be fun. Have you ever gone camping in the summer before? No. Um, actually, actually, at school, I watched a movie called Luca. Have you ever gone camping before? I don't know how much times I've gone. You went two times. What? 165 times? One, two. Uh, what kind of things did you do at camp? Do you remember? We went with Grandpa Al forever. But what did you do there? I went to... I didn't go anywhere, but I saw the horses, and I ate supper. We went in, uh, and we slept in a cabin. Wow. Um, I'm closer to you right now. Mm-hmm. Do... Hello, hello, hello. Do you like to go to the river sometimes? Uh, well, 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 when we're going to the, we, we saw, we saw water going up and going to the river. What do you want to say to the people about summer? Do you want to tell them to be careful in the heat? Be careful in the heat and be careful for, out for bad guys. Oh, okay. Be careful for bad guys. Now, one more fun thing for Obsidian to do, which is 
see these four buttons, mm -hmm. try pressing one of them. Try another one. It's like music. <laughs> We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Bumping Into Walls. Bumping Into Walls is produced, edited, and co-hosted by Anthony Hodgetts, Jesse Trigarthen, and Marianne Rochon. Find us on the CJSW webpage to listen to more of our past shows. Or, or, or look for us wherever you find your podcasts. Thanks for listening. <laughs>